everybody, and welcome back to the Ristic Buddy Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Hansel. Joining me today, Jonathan. Hi, what's up? And Mitch. What's up? Well, today we started quite late. Uh. Got a lot of technical difficulties. Wow, your face is a technical oh, okay. difficulty. That is the title to a song. Wow. Oh, your face is a technical difficulties. Oh. Anyway, this is recording uh, right after our previous episode of the... Not say it right after lah. So apparently our previous episode when we were talking about the RC, we somehow predicted the future regarding Wizards of the Coast taking over the EDH format, though it's not technically uh, oh, taking over. So it was a few days ago, I believe, uh, Melissa Detora, she sent out a tweet where she will be leading the new MTG casual play design team at Wizards. Uh, and she's doing an AMA and the MTG official Discord. So basically... Uh, she will be uh, her team is responsible for making commander and other casual format fun and balanced okay so yes. that that will be the topic of today which is fun as we have stated in our previous uh, topic is fun is very it depends from player to player it's very subjective yeah, yeah Jonathan's right so and they have the word balance so I don't want to get into the word balance <laughs> because if we go into the word balance right I, I believe Mitch can <laughs> take it all day talk about it himself <laughs> so let, let's not go to balance today we'll talk about fun so we want to try to give uh, our perspective on fun so for dear listeners you all can see what we all deem or we think is fun because I believe even though the three of us play with each other for so many years really we play in the same play group and we also play with other people what we perceive as fun or what we consider fun cuts is very different so that's what we like to delve in today but before anything Jonathan, I want to start first. What is your definition of fun when you play EDH? My definition of fun? Mm, when you want to, when you play a game EDH, like when you sit down on the table, like what is the fun you want to have? The fun I want to have is setting out to accomplish whatever Johnny things, Johnny objectives I had in mind when I was building the deck. I see. So, yeah. So I don't really care whether I win or lose as long as I get to pull off the meme combo or make someone's life very difficult. Then we can all just laugh and I can just lose and I don't really care. Hey Mitch, uh, how often do you actually laugh when he tried to pull <laughs> off an teaser? <laughs> uh, depends on the kind of laughter you mean. <laughs> yes, the, 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 pain, the pain laughter, yes. That, that's mostly coming from Mitch. I haven't laughed in your fizzle combo for very long. I don't know where you are getting this data from right away. Oh, but I'm, I'm, oh, to me, I'm having fun. <laughs> exactly. You are having fun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, that what is... about... Huh? Sorry, that's a keyword. I'm <laughs> having fun. <laughs> what about you, Mitch? What is your definition of fun when you want to play EDH? For me, I like to build decks which have a restriction upon it so that I can try and win with a stupid restriction. So your fun is to pull off that... You still take a win even though you have a... Re... Basically, you still want to win. Uh. I mean, yeah. But with the restriction... People, uh... Do people like to lose... Is something new that I have, haven't heard of before. Hey, hey, don't like that. We, we all know, okay. Hey, it's not maybe widespread here, but a lot of places they play, they, they actually sit down. I mean, they play to win, but they are okay with losing. I mean, okay, okay, that's not fair to say. I will say first, even though among the three of them, like we said in a, one of our previous episodes, I am the most spiked player among the three of us. I yes. not I play to win to a certain... Uh, I play to win. I don't build deck like to go like, oh, I'm going to lose. Yes, my deck is either a meme, it could be a combo deck, aggro deck, or something. But it's always built to win. So when I have fun, is I see my little 
machine that I have set up do what it wants to do, which is either making my opponent suffer, making a crazy amount of advantage, or whatever it may be. So basically, I like to see my creation work. Then if my creation doesn't work... Basically. Eh, no. Like I say, some of my deck, y'all never suffer. It just works. But I'm gaining advantage. So technically, you're not suffering. You're just suffering because I'm gaining advantage. You could choose to be happy for me, but you are not. So how is that my problem? Wow, 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 wow. You could go, wow, Hanson, not bad, eh? you gain advantage. I'm so happy for you. But no, you don't. <laughs> you go like, shit, he's having too much advantage. I must stop him. Why must you be so shit. negative? This is making me very tired. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly how I feel sometimes. <laughs> but with that said, like I was saying that we're going to have a lot of... We want to show or uh, explain what is our definition of fun. So we'll start off with what decks we actually consider fun to pilot. Now, uh... We'll start off with Mitch. Mitch has the so-called the least amount of decks. Because Mitch is more of a player than a builder. He don't build mm. decks very often. So Mitch, what is your most fun deck that you think is in your repertoire? I'll probably say my Scarab God. Um, just because it's a... I built it as a... Uh, All-in on the Scarab God himself. So uh, part of it is that I want to just ramp him out and then get him out and just start gaining advantage from other people's cards. Um, so, for me, I have fun with it because it's a power level dependent on the table itself. And uh, it's not dependent on just um, what I play. In fact, it's terrible based on what I play. Actually, this is knowledge that we recently just learned. Because when we were... Backstory is when we were playing the pre-con. So me and Jordan, we were playing the new uh, pre-cons from... What's the, the set called? <coughs> Oh, in the, the new one. yeah, the new Inishrat set something moon. So Crimson, hey, no, Crimson uh, moon, Crimson Val. No, Crimson Val is the next one. Fool. Yeah, midnight moon. Hey, eh? midnight it... hand, midnight hand. Midnight hand. Yes, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <Yeah>. got it. <laughs> we got there. We got there eventually. Damn, so yeah. So me and Jordan, we were playing the 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 new pre cons, and our producer son was playing. I believe is the what's the blue commander? I totally forgot his name. Ova. So, because the deck that me and Jordan always play, can say is slightly above the power level. So, his Scarab God is always so fucking annoying. I, I hate his Scarab God. Because yes. my cards are good. So, when he takes my good cards, it's very annoying. Because now he <laughs> has good cards. But then I realise, if my deck is dog shit, his card quality is suddenly dog shit as well. <laughs> we abuse it to, to, our, to the maximum, man. I mean, obviously, this is a building choice you made, right, Mitch? Yeah, I like to build in restrictions into my decks, but then play very unfriendly when I actually sit down. I see. <laughs> I remember that you had to do so much mental, so much gymnastic just to get a flyer to block my like <laughs> vanilla flyer creature. It's just a big creature with plus one plus one counter, and apparently it flies. He he had to count uh, on, on that flying creature hitting my graveyard. <laughs> so oh, much so... Eff- so much effort just to get a fucking flyer. It was so fun. But anyway, so we do a fast one. Like that. So Mitch, most fun is Scarab God. I know you have... Uh, I'm surprised you never go with your uh, your red greens though. I know you, it's your favourite colour. It is my favourite colour and I like playing the decks. But um, I kind of have more fun with the Scarab God himself. Because it's just always equal to the table. And I find that nice. Very fair. What about mm. you, John? What is your... Co- Commander you consider most fun? Oh, uh, it's Zyrus the Writing Storm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. From... You know what? I forget to what? ask Mitch to reach, but forget oh, it. Jonathan, yeah. can you read out the card? Just read out the card first. Okay, just read out my card, is it? Yeah, just read out. Okay, uh, it's Zyrie's The Writing Storm. It's two colorless, one green, one blue, and one red. It's a legendary creature, Snake Leviathan. It has flying. Whenever an opponent draws a card as set, the first one they draw in each of their draws, draw steps, create a 1-1 one, one green snake creature token. So whenever it, it deals combat damage to a player, you and that player draw that each draw that many cards. So it's basically a, you can sort of say it's a friendly deck. Friendly my fucking ass. <laughs> technically, okay, technically right, I feel that it is the most friendly, uh, it's the most friendly wheels, wheels deck you can probably pilot. That sort of fits into the team, the wheels team into the commander itself. I mean, if you go by that, it's like, okay, what's your yeah. other option? It's either, uh, Nekusa, what is the other wheels commander that yeah, you but, actually... Yeah. Nekusa actually damages, punishes people for drawing extra cards. This card does not. Okay, so what's your reason is fun? <laughs> it's it's fun is because I can turn to another player, hey, do you want to draw extra cards? Let me hit you. That kind of thing. Wow. <laughs> Helping so it's just the board. The political, advan- the political aspect, isn't it? Yeah, and sort of you, uh, it allows you to play very memeish. I'm not really saying memeish card. It's just like it's more of a very slow dodo kind of create tokens, and then before anybody expected, you play concordant crossword and then just swing with all your tokens. <laughs> actually, this actually serves as the best example of how two people's definition of fun is very different. Because yeah. I know when Mish was hearing, his eyes probably twitching because Mish <laughs> hates wheel. And he wait, he hates other people gaining advantage. So Mitch, just give take it away what you think of the of the <laughs> idea of he attack other people, then they draw card and then he wield the the hands to get more snakes. It's not even wheel, it's just drawing cards. He don't even lose the advantage. <sighs> but he does wheel though, he does wheel yeah, to get more I, snakes. I play wheel in my deck. I, I know, but what I mean is Cyrus himself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna try beat you and then uh cool. I'm going to draw cards. Yeah, I drew cards too. Just wow, to forgive people boy. getting advantage. Yeah, but hey, but political, you know. I can, I can swing, I can swing him and you in the next, the next combat step. Wow, ever thought about that? Shit. Then you draw cards. <laughs> <laughs> See, you get to draw cards too. That's but that's not how it works. It's a scam because he doesn't card, get card advantage because you are gaining the same amount of cards. So there it's, is no advantage. It's a it's, scam. It's not, it is an advantage. Technically, it's just me right, giving you the, uh, sharing uh, the cost of another ticket with you as well. Then the, the other two players just look at us uh, God damn it. <laughs> you realise that most of my decks, the card quality itself is quite low. <laughs> and you guys play very high card quality stuff. So every time you draw a card, it's probably worth like 1.5 times my card or 2 times my card. <laughs> hey, but that's where your, your IQ comes into play to make up for the card quality shit. Yes. My high IQ just says I'm just going to remove Zyrus. <laughs> God damn it. I'll the remove the Zyrus. Then after that I'll remove the player. Then I do I don't have to worry about it anymore. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. The brain's so big. God damn it. Is this what you call the fun police? Holy <laughs> shit. Hey Mitch, have you ever think about it? If he attack you, you draw card, you can ram even more. Eh? Wow, you mean wow. never think, right? Oh, never ah, thought of that. Exactly. Shit. It's just it's just a good holiday trip think of it this way you're just going to Batam for a while <laughs> <laughs> no I hate it when people draw cards what the hell <laughs> imagine the meme you Jordan you attack me that has black uh-huh. now that you attack me then he attempt to write opposition agent cause you let me draw the agent 
Yeah. So this is one very big example of like two people's definition of art. It's clearly very different because yes. what Jonathan deemed as fun. I mean, I, I actually enjoy his Zaris deck. Uh, I have nothing against it. It, it is a high power deck. It is at the peak of high power, I could say. But it is a fun deck. I enjoy to pilot, uh, playing against it. But to Mitch, it's not say fun because the way he thinks is different from how Jonathan or myself would like to think of the situation, you see? So mm. the fun is very is two different things. And then for me it's the most controversial uh commander that I'll consider fun. And I know both of you definitely do not consider this fun. So the co- commander I consider fun. I was thinking for a few minutes, I tried to change to you know, I enjoyed my Tristani, I enjoyed my Bruna. Yes. Then I'm like, but deep down inside, I know the true answer. It's, I even it's what, it is the word the of an avian variety. One of them. <laughs> I, I put the name Trastani down. I actually typed in my notes really. Then I like, no, I cannot lie to myself. If I, if I put anything but this commander, I'm lying to myself. So the commander that I have the most fun piloting, okay, I don't know, I don't care what other people feel about it, is Derby Imperial Tactician. <laughs> wow, damn, it sucks. <laughs> it's really my favorite commander. I, it is the most fun because it appeals to me. It, uh... It's a deck that is always busy, you see. It uh, requires a lot. It's, I build it in a very toolboxy manner. So the deck is always busy. On your opponent's turn, I can always be doing things. I can tap down your stuff. That it fits my way of... Uh, the card does multiple things. Like, oh, it's a defensive card and it's an offensive card at the same time. It allows me to forward my combo by untapping uh, my, uh, my pot. Or I can use it defensively to tap people's attacker, especially big Voltron commanders. And there is a lot of ways. I have built Derevi in multitude of ways I have. The only way I, have, I haven't built Derevi is the stacks way, which I, I honestly don't think is that fun. Uh, I, I know the list. It is not that great in my opinion. You're not really a stacks player also anyway. Yeah, I'm not really a stacks yeah. player. But I, I have built it as a combo deck. It's a type of deck that requires very little precision where... uh, Like, having... My Gaius Crater in the deck, right? Is the Gaius Crater is not there to generate four or like seven mana. It's just there to generate three to four mana, which allows me that three to four mana is enough for an additional or uh, two additional pot activation, which lets me win the game. That's that's why I like. So it's a lot of mats. And the biggest thing is the deck. The card is broken. Derby is a very broken commander. No, <laughs> why? Is it commander. because it completely ignores commander decks? Wow, no, who knows? <laughs> It's always 4 mana. Have you think about it? It's always 4 mana. Yes. Life ge- greatest mystery. <laughs> the early days of us playing EDH and you were playing your stupid bird. I actually considered putting Pitting Needle into my decks. <laughs> Just to name the bird. It's so fun though. It's so fun. I, I, I love playing Derby. The fact that it's broken, it, oh, it's add-on. It feels very well into the late game. That's, that's all I can say. And the best thing, I get to play the card that Mitch hates a lot. I get to play Seedborn Muse in the deck. And then with Seedborn Muse and the, the, the land that sacrifices bird draw a card, I can always be doing stupid oh, stuff on your creeper's turn. Huh? Seedborn Haven. Haven. Yeah. yeah. So I can uh, flash therapy, <laughs> tap your creature. Then after that, I will suck the bird, put it in the command zone. Then untap opponent's turn, means I repeat every turn, just turn yeah. people cards. Huh? Uh. Like, it's so good because it taps down anything. Like, Hmm, I think he, the guy only got one white sauce. I tap your I tap your planes. <laughs> I think he needs the mana. I upkeep, I tap your Basalt Model Leaf. Oh. <laughs> oh, fucking I love it, man. It's my favorite commander of all time. It's been so long. I should really revisit 
that'll be I just need to buy a few more foil cards. The foil Vanifa is one thing I need to buy. But yeah, with, with that, it's clear that, you know, the definition of fun is very different for everybody. So the mm. other thing I would like to go into is because uh, Melissa is talking about they're going to design fun and balance card for the casual format. So EDH is a casual format. I mean, you... We don't count CEDH, we just count EDH as a format. It's a, yes. it's, yeah, it's just casual. It's meant for everybody to just pick up and play. You can play with everyone because there's no price involved. So we listed a few of what cards we consider fun to play. Like varying reasons. So we'll start with uh, myself. I will start why one of my cards I've, is a fun card slash pet card. So what I decided to do is I go with one of every color. So my first one will be green. So my pet card for green is the is Woodland Blower. So Woodland Blower is is a six mana creature. It's four colorless double green. Uh, four generic double green, sorry. Creature beast. When Woodland Blower enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a non-legendary creature card with converted mana cost three or less. Put it into the battlefield, then shuffle your library. So I like it because it's a very toolboxy commander. Even though the card says Woodland Blower, it's mm. technically Woodland Blower, Eternal Witness. Reclamation Sage and Fierce Empath all in one. Because these are the it's three. Just, just a combo. It's just a partner, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the yeah. two boxes. So like, uh, you take Woodland and then the Woodland Blower will just bring one of these three. It's basically these three are the key card, not the Woodland. It's the, because these three cards are always useful in any point of the game. You get Fierce Empath, you find a threat. You get Rex Sage to blow up an artifact enchantment. You get mm. Eternal Witness to get something from your graveyard. I like it because Woodland Blower... At any point in time of the game, right? You always have it's always life one. Even if you don't get like one of these three and maybe you get a wood elf, also better than nothing. It's and a the shuffle decent sized hmm? body, I suppose. Yeah, it's a decent sized body mm. as well. I, I I really like it's really one of my uh pet green cards. If I'm playing green, I mean if I'm not playing like more, like four colours and above, two colours, one colour, definitely the woolen blower is in. Three colors maybe it's a little bit tight, but I was definitely trying to put Woodland Blower in because it fits my personality. I can get a toolbox for any situation I need. A card that gives me advantage, be it by destroying your stuff, uh, drawing cards, uh, getting cards from my graveyard, sorry, or just tutoring for a bigger threat. So essentially, I'm doing tutor into a tutor. <laughs> I do the tutor one card to tutor another card kind of situation. Ah, so, basically just minusing one from your deck, essentially. Yes. So that's for me is the more my uh fun card. So what about you, Mish? What do you consider a fun or your pet card? Um, I will probably say I'm gonna go with the boring one first. Uh, since you went with a tutor, I also go with my tutor, Spellseeker. <laughs> hey, that's my favorite card too, but it's not on my list. Well, my favorite card, but it's not on my list. Yes, cause they are uh, better cards. I guess just because of the way that I play Scarab God, I like to uh, cast Spellseeker, look for Diabolic Intent, sack Spellseeker to put Diabolic Intent, then reanimate to find Demonic Tutor. The ultimate in uh, I tutor for a tutor and then I tutor for another tutor. <laughs> Fun! Engaging! You get to see so many cards. Isn't that what all EDH player wants to do? They want to see more cards. Yeah, that, that sounds like a Storm stack. <laughs> well, I just get to keep shuffling my deck. It's so fun. Big yes. Brain, then you play the, what's it called, Brain Freeze, then you mill the opponent. So you can animate their stuff. Have you thought about that? Have you considered playing that, Mitch? Sure, why not? Hey, it's expensive. Well, actually, way. how much did I spend for that? Just just tutoring for two fucking cards. 
two mana, four mana, <laughs> seven mana, <laughs> eleven mana just to tutor for two cards. Nice. <laughs> hey, eleven How mana, but it's, oh, it's four cards, eh? Your storm count four, eh? Yeah. Because your brain freeze, you got five storm count, eh? Have you thought about that? Oh. Playing CEDH without even playing CEDH. Oh, all I see is value. Wow, suddenly I just hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> For the person that says he hates shuffling his deck, he is the one that shuffles the most. Exactly. Okay, I know Jordan. I'm actually very surprised. You don't have any tutor on your list. No, because no. Okay, because I I feel that it's like tutors are like essentials. So it's like it more or less is already included. So I decided to went for my list. I decided to go for the more memeish kind of things, except for certain cards. Like I uh, will get there when we get there. Okay. Okay. Mm, okay, since you guys bring out like uh tutors, right? Maybe I'll just uh change the orders of my cards then. And it just might as- like, yes, I know. It, it might as well be a tutor. Let's be real. If you draw yeah. that many cards from your deck, it might okay. as well be a tutor. Yes, so if the listeners have already guessed, it's ad nauseum. Basically. Oh, I love this card so much. Oh my god. Because uh ad nauseum saw uh basically solves two two purposes, I suppose. First, is it allows you to dig through your deck using your life as a resource, meaning you have up to, you have about, I think, 33 life to play with on a good day, assuming you're lucky. Uh, it probably <laughs> find, you the, find you the pieces for you to win. Or, if you think about it the other way, you're one step, you're one step closer to death and you can just look at other people play magic. <laughs> you don't need to worry about the boss state anymore. Exactly. See? Wow, thinking so much for the future. Damn it, son. But, Yes, I, I kind of like it. Uh, other than that memeish aspect, it's more of the fact that it's more, it's very, it's a very gamble-ish kind of way of playing. You either go very big and die trying and win, or you just die. But obviously, we're talking about your ad nauseum mm. in the CEDH contents. Huh? Yeah. There's no because... way I'm going to play this in like a high-powered, uh, high-powered, mid-to-high-power decks. Probably not, because I like to play, things that I like to play are cost very expensive, mana-wise. Uh, I mean, one deck that you were playing that had uh, expensive cards in it and nauseum. Yeah, I remember there was two titans, I believe, inside the deck, and it still runs ad nauseum. Oh, oh, but that no, but that's a CH deck as well as a Gitrop monster. (laughs) But the logic doesn't flow. It's just the the logic does not flow now. (laughs) Hey, but that's that's the uh, I don't know why the double titan is. Oh my god! Hey, look at the price. I you can say it's ad nauseum. Let's be real. I know you so many years. It's ad nauseum slash necropotence. If you can't play Anosium, just play Necropotence. <laughs> hey, I got, my foil cop- I got my foil copy of it. Wow, the OG foil. <laughs> Rich man, so expensive now. Crazy. No, but but I, love the, I love the card a lot. The art as well, especially the art. Yeah. It's good, it's good. I like how we both play black decks, but I hate Anosium and I hate Necropotence in all my black decks. Wait, wait, you, you, left out, you left out one card. You hate Chains of uh, Mickey Mouse as well. <laughs> no, but I there's... like Chains of Mickey Mouse. Oh. The problem is I cannot afford Chains of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> he, hates, he hates it when people... Because he, the other reason I think he might hate it is because people ask him, so what happens now? Uh? <laughs> and then, then the judge in him just activates and like, can you just don't play this card? Ah, yes, the curse of being a judge. L2 judge, right? Yes, I need to know stuff. The curse yeah. of knowledge, essentially. Oh. <laughs> no, I just pretend, knowledge. pretend I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen the card. Oh, well, I already loaded the page on my... Loaded the gatherer page on my phone. You can have a look now. 
Bitch, you just go ah. If the card is not real, I just say, oh, the card, uh, I, it doesn't real. The printing a bit difficult for me to understand. I only can read from the real card. You actually reduce the number of things, the number of players by a lot. Have you think about that? Well, might as well just throw my glasses on the ground and smash it. I can't see shit. <laughs> 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 then, then that's where Aaron come in. My chains is real. Can you explain to me? Then you die. Well, that's why he's, he smashed his glasses. <laughs> Alright, let's get back. Okay, go back going back to me. So my next card will be from white. So my pet white card um is Sun Titan. Okay, it is again it's not exactly a very exciting pick. So far we have I have we have given four cards and four of them are not actually very exciting, but let's get them out of the way first. So for me, I really like Sun Titan. It is a six mana. It is it doesn't really fit into a lot of decks now because of how slow it is, because it is six mana. It's a six mana giant. Uh, double double white and four generic. Uh, vigilance. Whenever Sun Titan enters the battlefield or attacks, you may return target permanent card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's a six six. Back back when we start playing it, Sun Titan was like, wow, amazing, so oh, good. Oh, it's trap. But nowadays, like, it's very slow. It's really too slow, in my personal opinion. Obviously, uh, wherever you're playing, your meta is different. But in our meta, I feel Sun Titan is definitely too slow already. It, it, it no longer can keep up with the time. But I mm. still, I still catch myself in those low white power deck, low colored white deck. I try to squeeze the Sun Titan in. I always try, and then I always just take out and replace it with another card. But I always try because it gains so much advantage. I get back my fetch lands. I can get back uh artifacts that draws cards like Mindstone, Commander Sphere. You can get back those small creatures, small utility creatures. Too much value. Yeah, it's a lot of value. It's basically, in my opinion, it's an infinite advantage, but it's just so slow. And the EDH we are playing nowadays, and the EDH, like, I believe in general now, it's just too fast for Sun Titan. Pour one out for my boy Sun Titan. I have four different copies of Sun Titan for it, just with different art. That's how much I like the Sun Titan, but it's just... What a fanboy. Yeah. You, you just have it in your hand and you're just wondering, ah, do I really want to tap out and cast this? Exactly, exactly. Back then it was okay, but it's not okay now. I just find it's really not okay anymore. Like, take 6 mana to tap him out. And then you get a 3 mana start. Like, back then when you tap tap 6, put Sun Titan, take Fetch Land, it feels good. Now you tap 6, cast Sun Titan, get a Fetch Land, it's just like, oh, 6 mana. It's a 6 mana ramp, then you cry. <laughs> Back then, you still have the combo with Command Sphere, you know, when you attack, then you sack the Command Sphere, you attack, draw a card, uh, bring back the Command Sphere, then you can repeat this like every combat and draw an additional card. But now, even then, Command Sphere, in my opinion, is so slow, it doesn't work out anymore. But alas, Sun Titan... Command Sphere in your decks anymore? No, I don't. Command Sphere is so slow. It's three ma- the Command Sphere is 3 mana. I don't run Command Sphere anymore. Uh, my hatred for 3 mana uh, rocks is... We can choose another. We can we can leave it for another day. My hatred for those cards, but it is a part. It is a pet card. It is what I consider fun, and alas, it does not. Uh, tahan. You know, it just cannot test the, the test of time. Just is over. Sun Titan. Anyway, uh, back to you, Mitch. What is your next card? Um, I'm going to go with a card. I. I think I'm one of the few people that I see running it. Um, it's actually the Immortal Sun. So it's a, a legendary artifact from 6 mana. Players can't activate Planeswalker or the abilities. Draw step, draw additional card, and spells cost 1 less. 
just the control uh, again plus one plus one. So the value. Yes, it's just a huge block of text on a card. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it because even though players don't always run planeswalkers, it's nice to just have what's essentially a, a mana rock, a draw card, and planeswalker hit in all roll into one. The anthem part, part very rarely comes into effect. I, I honestly mm-hmm. cannot remember the last time the anthem really actually mattered. <laughs> It's, like, better, it's better than a rock, no? Because it reduces the cost by one. That is definitely better than mm. a rock. For each spell you control. So yeah, it's basically so like... It saves yeah. you more. Mm-hmm. You net a lot more value from just being a rock, technically speaking. Yeah, but it, it kind of functions like a rock in most of my decks. Mm. So. Yeah, fair enough the way you play it. Do you know why a lot of people you don't see... You don't see a lot of people running this card? Why? Because the Immortal Sun is about 20 over dollars. It's twenty over dollars. What the <laughs> fuck? It is. It is. Uh, I'm looking at it now on MTG stock. So on uh the market price uh average is twenty seven dollar. Wow, and I think I bought it for quite cheap. It is. I I I should have bought it when it first came out. I told myself I want to buy, but in, yeah, I didn't go around to it. And this is one of the regrets from the set. <laughs> Talking about regrets, there wow. will be some regrets we can talk about later on. Well, what regrets? Is it my regrets? <laughs> <laughs> so John, what about you? What's your next card? Okay, it's not actually a single card. It's more of a combo. Mm-hmm. So basically, the two cards I'm talking about, the first one is Hercules Recall. It's uh, one colorless, one blue. It's an instant. And return all artifacts target player control, target player owns to his or her hand. And the next card in this uh, nonsense is Mycosine Flatis. It's for six colorless. It's an artifact. All permanents are artifacts in addition to their other types. All cards that are, aren't on the battlefield, spells, and Wait, sorry. All cards that aren't on the battlefield, spells and permanents are colorless. Players may spend mana as though it were mana of any color. Before so what you, you do... Before hearing the card, I was really groaning. Yes. <laughs> this <Wow>. combo. <laughs> it's so fun. It's, it's the feeling of, you know, just he he XD all your lands, goodbye as well. It's not even he XD all your lands, goodbye. It is fuck you in particular. Could, you could have you could have chosen Microsoft Flatis and Vendor Blast. But no, you purposely specifically choose Hercules Recall because you just want to go to that guy. You specifically, fuck you. I'll go back to your hand. Yeah, wait, just let me check. Let, just let, I think that was another reason. Oh, yeah. Hold on. You could have gone with Vendor Blast and you know what? I just blow everything up. I'm not sure. But no, you want to point it to one guy, single him out. Yes. And because Vendor, no, because Vendor Blast don't really work well with the, uh, with, uh, what do you call it? It's Overload and the Isochron Scepter thing. That's the problem. It costs too expensive. Why you want to put this on Isochron Scepter? Why you are a sack of shit? Do you know that? <laughs> hey, do you want to put this on Isochron Scepter when you can just micro like this? And I just blow everyone's shit up. Isn't it the same fucking thing? No, because no, 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 no. That no, require no. two little cuts in the combo, Mitch. You forget it's Jonathan we're talking no, about. No, see, okay, when, and 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 also right when you destroy right when you say uh destroy it goes to the graveyard. They don't have to think about it, but it feels even better if all of it is in their hands and they go to their discard phase and they have to discard something. Oh, the topic is fun, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, technically, okay, technically the end state right is yes, some cards will go into the graveyard. The thing is, they have to choose, not me. No. If yes. you do this to me, I'm not going to choose shit. I just screw up all my cards. <laughs> no, I mean, it, right, it's for the argument for the case for uh, Vendor Blast versus uh, Hercules Recall. 
to be fair, right? To be fair, uh, the people we play with, we are very open to scooping. Uh, in the sense that we are okay. We see that it's no point. Like the game <laughs> goes on, we will scoop. I know uh other people and other metas as mm. well. They are actually not say anti scoop, but they don't like to scoop. They like to stay in the game and let the person have wow. fun. But our, is gonna be a pain. <laughs> but our group, we are okay. We just see uh, there's no way out. I'm just scooping. Yes, we, we don't like to waste time. We like playing more magic games. Oh, we don't like to waste time, but I like to hook recall my cursive letters, people. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, hey. please go, go, go. Talk about your combo. I know you want to talk about it. No, there's no, there's no more. There's, there's no other thing. It's just this. It's just an like eight mana, do something stupid and make somebody tilt. That's all. Oh. Unless you put it on Isochron Scepter. Wow. Damn. You know, if you actually put this on Isochron Scepter, I am actually okay with it. But if you just hook recall one person, Oh, no, no, Even no, no, if no. I'm not the person being her curse recall, I just look at you and I'm just like, but why, why? are you again wasting my time? <laughs> but only, why? To be honest, right, the only time, the only time I actually hard cast the her curse recall while the microsine lattice was on the field was because a sleeper player was threatening to win the game and everybody looked at me and pleaded, do you have something in your hand? Oh my god, this is like, like the incident in Kotlin. Kotlin, can you solve the bot? Can they cast box? <laughs> this is like <laughs> the same thought. Oh, fuck you guys and your answers. <laughs> it's not even like taking the nuclear approach. It's like a partial nuclear approach. I hate it. It's like lesser the, play, lesser the payload, but let's all suffer from radiation. <laughs> let's not kill you with the explosion. Let's just die of radiation poisoning, guys. Exactly. <laughs> Nonsense. <sighs> okay, Hansel, what's your next card? <laughs> okay, so my next card is quite not say a recent card, but it is of recent years is Malachius Rebirth. So Malachius Rebirth is one of those cards that I really like because I'm very high on the MDFCs. So uh Malachius Rebirth is one of those new MDFC from I believe Zendika Rising. I would like to say. Are they from Zendika Rising? Yes, they are from Zendika Rising. So Malachius Rebirth is a one black instant. Choose target creature, you lose 2 life, until end of turn that creature gains when this creature dies, return it to the battlefield, tap under its owner's control. And the other side is uh, Malakir Maya, which is a uh, land. Malakir Maya enters the battlefield, tap, and it, you can tap it for black. I love this type of ability. I like the... There's a few of these in black that is exactly the same ability. But what I like about this is... The problem and with those yes. cards... No, because the problem <laughs> I find in those cards is sometimes it's a dead draw. Like early game... Or um, sometimes even mid-game when the bot is stalled, th- this card does nothing for you. It- it's just stuck in your hand because no creature is dying, it does nothing. But because the fact that it's an MDFC, right? Mm-hmm. You can always have something to do. Like, oh, I draw it early game, I don't need it. I'm just, I will play a tap land on turn 1 if I have no turn 1 play. So, it's the type of card that I like and it takes away the biggest weakness of this type of card is that half the time it's a dead card. Because of the 70-30 theory that I always hold is that 70% is like, it's going to do something, but the 30% is going to suck. Oh. So, sorry, it's 30% of the time it's going to do something, but 70% is going to suck. So, half the time, uh, I can just, I'll oh, play as a land, oh. but when it can save someone, mm, save a very useful creature, and it can reuse the ETB, oh yeah, man. It becomes a, a what is it called? It generates value. So, you have a, you bought white, I can return a creature that has a very good ETB to generate value. Or even you destroy like a simple wood elf. I also song. Get back another land. I also happy. 
So I really, really like this card. I'm very high on MDFC and this is one of the cards that I'm very high on. I have a lot of copies of Malachius Rebirth. Even if I'm playing like a three-colored black deck, I'm still squeezing Malachius Rebirth in my deck. Even though I know it's not a very good choice. I will cut a swap. No, I will cut a swamp for this. Even though it's not advisable. Don't follow what I'm doing, hits. It's not advisable. But I will cut a swamp for it. I, I love this card a lot. And next, Mitch, what do you have? Uh, well, actually, all my cards are fucking boring. <laughs> this is one of my favorite. This is one of my pet cards. Not because I use it very often, but because every time I lay it onto the battlefield, the look in Hunter's eye is just ah fuck. Uh, Kessig Wolf Run. So it's a land. Uh, act colorless or act uh red green target creature gains plus X plus zero and trample at the end of turn. So what do you think of the card? Uh, Hansel? I hate it. I fucking hate it. I really hate it. Because I hate running land destruction, like strip mine, all this. I, I run a few, but I'm not like those that run three to four. I run at best two. So this is a card that I can never get rid of. And it always fucks me over because you like to play your, your red green that is so fucking stompy. That I cannot get rid of it. So either I remove your creature or it's just gonna get through. I hate it so much. The fact that it's the land is the problem because I can't interact yes. with it. Because you are friendly players. Uh, the worst part is I also run uh, Rogue's Passage but you somehow hate Kessig more because the thing is because Rogue's Passage costs a lot more mana Kessig you can just red green X for 0 gains Tramper and I'm like it's still a 20-20 uh, giving the additional 2 is not gonna make a fucking difference it's still 20 it's 2 mana gains Tramper uh, and somehow I always see it like the, the worst time much. <laughs> you know what it's like always the worst time like if he drew Kessig, or he dropped Kessig, I'm gonna die. And then he fucking drops Kessig, I'm like, uh, why? <laughs> I hate the, I hate your discard so much. Completely oh. fair, I always stand back the fucking card. Like, I'll hold the card really fucking long until I can play it and then try and kill you. <laughs> I hate it. It's the card that I played with Mitch, the, uh, I played him so many games. It's the card mm-hmm. that most consistently killed me. <laughs> Damn. Really, really. Not his Radha that is like a 30-30. Not his 30-30 Hydra. It's this stupid land. It's the cause of my downfall. Doing too much work, it seems. Yes, it definitely it, it carries a lot. It's basically like putting his whole deck on the back and then he's just carrying it. <laughs> anyway, so your only reason for you is fun because it caused me a lot of pain and suffering. Yes. Ah, yes. What great friends I have. And I consider you guys my best, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it tends to solve a lot of problems for me. Uh, most of the time, uh, I have a big creature, but I can't get through. Yes, casting has come. I can finally get through, guys. <laughs> solve a lot of problems. I'm, I'm just going to get rid of the guy. The problem will be solved. It's like you just gave you the player. Wow. <laughs> player removal is my favorite type of removal. <laughs> yes. Hey, what about you, Jordan? Okay, uh, my next card, I think you guys have seen it quite a lot, I suppose. It's uh, Pontiff of Blight. Uh. Ah, wow, it's so fun. Okay, so basically it's a black creature. It's a uh, 4 mana, 2 black. It has Astot. And other creatures you control have Astot. Wow! What's the power toughness? If you don't the power me. toughness is 2-7. <laughs> oh. This is when we talk about design. This is the design we are talking about. Wizards of the Coast. Oh, what? This is what I call what, de- what design? What passion. design? What? 
<laughs> what, what do you say? Okay, I, I'm just kidding. I just, I just like the extra mechanic a lot. <laughs> oh, Mitch, what, what, what's your opinion on Pontifo Plank? I know you, you and me both have words to say. You know what? If it's your favorite card and you like it, you have fun with it, sure. I, I can't stop you if you're an idiot. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it, sometimes it just, it just sort of helps to close, not to say close, I uh, Let's be honest, it doesn't close games for me. <laughs> it's just so fun just to so you know, ping people for one, you gain three life, then you continue doing it for how much mana ever mana you have in your mana pool at the moment. It's just a way for you to spend mana. I think I'm having a stroke. I think I'm having a stroke. Yes. It is just a way for me to spend mana. Wow. <laughs> so so many other cards you can do, so many. <laughs> but you uh, choose to play six mana. You just have to top up one mana, and you can you can cast any of the better demons. Oh, you have to pay this six mana. Then you still have to pay another play another card and spend mana. Then you still have to pay one one. What Jota? Are you playing in the world where you always have Urbok and Kabas Copper? That is you, what every you know black, what? black player wants to say. Think yes. To be completely fair, if he's casting Pontiff of Blight, most of the time you look at him, you just ignore Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> What's he really gonna do next turn? Ooh, gonna cast a spell and extort. It helps you fly under the radar. Wow, ever thought about it that way? Yes. It goes from Oh, black player can be a threat to Nama, I'll just kill him later. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh no, he has so much mana, what's gonna cast? Put him up like, sure, whatever. Resolve. <laughs> <laughs> My Razakev? No. Uh what's the other one? The Idris? No. Pontiff of Blight, let's go. What's uh, up? The Runescar Demon, Runescar Demon as well. He's also a zombie. Oh, you oh, and your zombies, really. The value, the value. Wow. zombie tribal, best trap ever. Uh, whatever. Well, it's, it, it's so cool. Right? It's quite the- thematic in a way. Right? There are zombies and then, and then you know, the gameplay is just boring. So. <laughs> you know what's the worst thing? It's a zombie cleric, but it will never see play in any zombie deck. Hey, except yeah, my You might see play in a cleric deck. Yes, you might see you play in the cleric deck. You gotta play this in your zombie deck, man. I'm planning to put it, uh. Could be doing so many things. You choose to spend 6 mana on the zombie cleric that does nothing. You know what? I agree with me, Jordan. I can't stop you from being stupid, but I'm happy that you're happy. Yes, exactly. That's, and that's what friends are for. Being happy because your friends are happy. Whoa, that friendship. I will, I will gilded and drag your party for me just to fuck with you, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you spend six mana, you cast it. I spend two, steal it, then I extort before you even extort. Wow, wow, wow! wow, wow. <laughs> I, I also yeah. song. Okay, moving on. What's your What's your next what card? So for me, it's a blue card. So also another recent card that was, I believe, also Zendika Resurgent. Uh, Zendika Rising. Sorry, not Zendika. Is it an MDFC? No, it's not. It's a uh, Thieving Skydiver. So, Thieving Skydiver is a Merfolk Rogue for one generic and, and one blue. It has a kicker of X. X can't be zero. Flying. When Thieving Skydiver enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, gain control of target artifact with converted mana costs X or less. If the artifact is an equipment, attach it to Thieving Skydiver. So, basically, it's very complicated, but what the card read is actually this. Two generic, one blue, still target player, soul ring. That's all. <laughs> now, I have... A friend who has a very expensive soul ring. And I also know some people that has very expensive soul ring. So my dream is to own an expensive soul ring. So wow. I cannot afford the expensive soul ring. 
What do I do? I borrow their expensive soul ring. Not but like jo- this. <laughs> but jokes aside, I think the card I think the card is very strong. It scales well into the late game. Uh if you pay X for four, you can steal a trend dynamo. X for three, X for two, you can steal uh useful mana rocks. Most of the time it's gonna steal mana rocks. But if not, it can, it was still a very useful utility artifact. It's a card that I feel has that has no dead. It's never dead. Like obviously there are times where artifacts there's no artifacts in play, but almost every deck nowadays will always have an artifact or two. Even stealing an artifact that just to screw over someone or slow them down, I think it's worth it. It's a card like uh something common in this in the list is that these are the cards that I would try to squeeze in. They are like pet cards. So I try to put it in a lot of my blue decks. It tends to get cut after like maybe I make four or five cuts, it will be the next one that get cut. But more often than not, the TV Skydiver has always been very useful. I have still uh, people's soul ring. I have stolen their, their artifact, the one that reduces their tribal creature cost. Or just generically useful. I still prefer Trumming Stone before. I mean, I have no use, but I know the guy is playing uh, what's it called? Dragon's Approach deck. So I use Steven Scar Driver to just steal his, his Trumming Stone. Wow. <laughs> just to fuck him over. Yeah, I, I, I quite like the card. I... I feel is uh is very flexible. One thing in common, the cards I like and I think is very fun are the cards that is very flexible. So I find cards that is not flexible or in the sense uh fall prey to the 70-30 theory is that I don't like dead cards. Whenever I see a card and I feel the card is dead in my hand, I just get very annoyed. So I like cards like TV Skydiver, uh Malachius Rebirth, where it's always live at all points of the game. I can always do something with it. That's what I like about it. I don't think you all have anything to say about the Skydiver. I actually have never stolen a single thing from both of you with my Skydiver before. Wow, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't have. I, I got still uh, a bunch of storing. So my cards are not exactly exciting. Uh. I'll be very frank. The cards that I, I deem fun are not very exciting. But with that, next, Mitch, what is your next card? Uh, my next card is actually Pretos Council. Ah, yes. Your baby. One, one of the few uh, card advantage cards that I like. Uh, it's 8 mana <laughs> sorcery return all cards from the graveyard to your hand and then you have no maximum hand size for the rest of the game you, you did the custom token right the one it doesn't exist but it's like the custom token yes just the to... emblem sorry a custom emblem yeah yeah I did Um, off for Praetor's Council just because I love the card <laughs> 90% of the time Praetor's Council returns 5 or 6 ram cards to my hand but you know it's what I like doing ramping I can ram more Uga Booga. Can I be useful Jesus. to the table? Absolutely not. Can I have way more lands than everyone else? Might as well do that. <laughs> but I mean the the good thing is that what is it? Uh you actually have a lot of the sorry, I was thinking about something else. Uh no no. The the fact that you have infinite not say infinite hand is that you have no maximum hand size is very, very useful. Like it, it does play a role sometimes, doesn't it? Sometimes. Not very often. I don't really have that much card advantage that cards in my deck, but when I do draw cards, it tends to be quite a bit at the time. Like which card, maybe like 10 cards plus. But you don't really hold it, hold on to the cards at the end of the day. Oh. You're looking to just win on the, on the, on the turn, right? Well, very rarely. Oh. No, my, uh, most of my card advantage cards are just meant to reveal the hand <laughs> to 7, usually. So... Pillow Council is one way of refilling my hand. 
character. It's just that it's usually refilling my hand with things that I have no real use for at that point of time. Right now, I, I know you like this card. I mean, it also is another one of those cards that I feel doesn't uh, stand the test of time, just like my Sun Titan. But it is a very powerful card. If it resolves, it is a big deal. It might as well be considered a card draw. If your graveyard is full, like if it's full of cards, it can easily draw you eight to eight cards and above. Yeah, I quite like you it. use that uh land destruction spell on the Kensi Ufran. Just take it back. Eight mana just to get one card. Yeah. The value. And it's not a cheap card also, by the way. If I recall correctly, Praetor's Counter is actually quite pricey because it only has one other reprint. So the or- your, is your Praetor's Counter for it? Uh, no, it's not. But it's, I think, original Meridian Message, I think. I don't remember. Uh, I, mine is mine, mine is foil. The, or, the original foil is about $15. It went down because of uh, recently got printed. But it's, it's a good card. Not much to say. I think the card is fun. It's quite great. What about you, John? What's your next card? Okay, my next card is a card that uh, causes... I think, I think you and Mitch both hate it. It's yeah. uh, Zada. Hand-drawn grinder. Okay, <laughs> Fuck your this deck. Fuck, fuck your this deck. Oh. Why do I always not... Ha- I'm only not happy with your cards. I like Mitch cards. I'm like, okay, la, maybe can see Wolfram. I don't like it. But all your cards. Your cards okay, just okay. killed me. Okay, before that, before that, let me uh, explain what the what Zada Handron Grinder is. Okay, uh, Zada Handron Grinder is a three colorless, one red creature, legendary creature. It's a goblin ally. It's mm-hmm. a power toughness, 3-3. Three, three, and it has... Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets only Zada... Copy that spell for each other creature you control that's, that the spell could target. Each copy targets a different one of those creatures. Wow. Storm deck. Chance to not do anything and pass my turn and I, I lose the game. Oh. <laughs> you, you know, I don't hate the card. I'm actually okay with the card. I like the card. I think it's a very interesting deck. My problem is you. <laughs> you. You personally, Jonathan. You are the problem. Not the card. You as a person. I... I... <laughs> uh, it's, it's definitely not consistent that's all I can say but you can you can make it consistent you just choose not to <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem but that's the, so that's why you, you you never know it keeps you on the edge of your seats like wow is, is he going to go off or is he going to weave wow damn you mean damn my seats you think what I mean it puts my fucking head in my hands uh, that's what it does <laughs> God, I thought you're giving me a stroke again <laughs> Okay, then basically it's just like it's just like uh, ad nauseum with the chance to you know kill yourself on the spot. Well, it's uh, it's all a gamble, man. It's all a gamble. I don't know whether if you guys have listened to our other episodes, we have talked in length about Jonathan Zadar's deck. He loves the deck so much. Eh? As someone once aptly put it, it's either a it's it's either a one or it's an eleven deck. There's no in between. Oh, wait, oh. It's just going to flop so hard. Oh, it's just going to perform so well and fast. The worst thing is, right, you cannot say it's a casual deck because it yes. can just randomly turn three. Guys, I, I guess I win. I, I, I pull it off. <laughs> but you also cannot say it's a CEDH deck because it's never consistent. I hate it. It's like in this purgatory of... Never knowing <laughs> what's coming. Oh, screw your Zada. I'm going to go with a red card of my own. Yes. So and for me, my... Be? So my next red card is uh, Scourge of the Throne. But more recently, it will be Morok Fury of Akum. So one thing first I would like to say is I, I love Scourge of the Throne. So let me start. Scourge of the Throne is a four generic double red creature dragon. So it has flying and dethrone. So what dethrone reach is whenever this creature attacks, 
the player with the most life or tight for most life put a plus one plus one counter on it. Whenever Scourge of the Throne attack for the first time each turn, if it's attacking the player with the most life or tight for most life, untap all attacking creature after this phase that is an additional combat phase. And for Akum, uh, Morok Fury of Akum, it's also same for generic to red. Legendary creature, Minotaur Warrior. Each creature you control get plus one plus zero for each time it was it has attacked this turn. Land four, whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if it's your main phase, there's an additional combat phase after this phase at the beginning of that combat, untap all creatures you control is also a 6-6. Now, I love the dethrone mechanic. It is Machesa will always be my one of my favorite commander. I have built a lot of Machesa and every single version of Machesa always have my Scourge of the Throne. I, I like this extra combat mechanic because I find that's what Raid is very good at. And Morok Fury of Akum can close games. It closes games very quickly. It reminds that game when we played at Mitch House. The turn he dropped the Morok. If we did not win or answer that Morok, next turn he's gonna kill the whole table. That's how fast a Morok can kill the table. Just one. You give it like one time around the table, it probably can kill the table already. It's such a powerful card and I feel any red deck, if you're a low colored red deck, red white or red whatever, maybe even triple color, you can squeeze Morok Fury of Akum. I always do it. I recommend people should the amount of games this card can close it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. You guys are gonna thank me. You're gonna like, wow, Hansel Shrine. It closes so many games. Wow. I should play it more. <laughs> I mean, it closes... I, this is one of the things. I like cards that can close game. obviously. I'm not a fan of very long, grindy EDH game where we sit for like three hours. I I do dedicate certain slots of my deck as finisher. And I consider this as a finisher. Because a 3-3 three, three that can attack multiple times. Uh, and it also pumps the creature. So it will eventually become a 4-3 and a 5-3. In a dedicated landfall that you don't even need to say. In like in Mitch Radha, the Morok is just gonna kill the table because he's he's gonna have like six combat step after this. And I believe you... that the turn after I dropped the Morok, I would have had ten combat steps. Oh uh, yeah, because you have reshaped the earth. And then all oh. you and the oh. and the final combat each of your creature, I think will get a plus eleven plus even. Fucking crazy. Such a good card. So Mitch, what is your next card? I believe your next card is also a red card. Oh. Yes, it is. It's actually one of my favorite cards. Wow. Um, Chandra's Ignition. Uh-huh. So it's oh. three generic, red, red. Um, sorcery, target creature you control this damage equal to its power to each other creature and each opponent. Hey, look, oh. Mitch, there's a parallel. The cards close games. Hey, Damn. yeah. Unlike someone here, we know that doesn't close games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, personal attack. No, God yeah, please, please continue, please continue. But yeah, it's just one of my... I think it's one of my favorite cards. And it's very flexible in the way that I don't like to just bot wipe. So Chandra's Ignition is a way for me to bot wipe as well as possibly kill people. Like I do run Blasphemous Attack in some of my decks, but um, I would rather just Ignition and then two or three people on the table, uh, on the floor. I mean, it also works with your favorite style of winning. You've this and Infect. Everyone just take Infect damage all on the floor. <laughs> You know that actually honestly came out by accident. I didn't realize I could do it until I had both cards in my hand. And then you go, oh, I guess I win now. Play. Wow. So if anyone's wondering, it's uh the way Chandra's Ignition works is target creature you control deals damage equal to its power. So if your creature has in fact uh uh any abilities that triggers on dealing damage, it will trigger. So in fact is when you deal combat uh, deal damage, you deal the damage as minus one minus one. And to player it, they get poison. Poison counters, I believe. 
or in fact, in fact, in fact, counters. Yes. So Mitch's I do deck. I have this in my treasure horn. Oh yeah, you because uh speaking of treasure horn, we can get that. We can get to that later as well. Sure. So uh, I'm for for simple uh for simplicity because Jonathan will talk about it because uh his deck also has this combo. So what you do is. You, you, your infect creature, if it's above 10, you just cast Shadow Nation, targeting that infect creature. Everyone just gonna take 10 infect damage. And Mitch does it with Phyrexian Hydra, I believe. Yep. So he used uh, Xenagod, make the Phyrexian Hydra above 10, cast this, everyone dies. All take above 10 infect damage and die straight. I mean, the card's still in uh, Radha, but that's just because Radha, Radha can be very, very big. I mean, burning for 20, 20 damage to to people might as well just be doing 10 in fact half the time they are dead anyway <laughs> why overkill so speaking of Lord Treasure Horn Jordan take it away I know this is your last card oh, it's, it's my new favourite card magic card because you know sometimes bad cards do need love wow why so shit god damn it okay um, <laughs> this is a legendary creature zombie it's Lord of Treasure Horn it's one colourless and Grixis so when it comes into play I I lose two life and sacrifice two creatures, and an opponent draws two cards. Yes, one black, regenerate lot of treasure horn. It's a 10-4 creature. From Legends. Even if you want to get it, it's damn hard, because it's Legends. Yes, but it's a pretty cheap card. At about $6, thereabouts. Okay, um, as, uh, as adding on to the point of we were talking about Ch- uh, Chandra and Ignition on a, what do you call that? Onto an infect creature, on a creature with infect, this actually works very well with Lord of Trash Horn, simply because he is a baseline 10 4 creature. So all you need to do is give it infect, tainted strike, glistening oil, and then you Chandra Ignition to clear the board. That is assuming your the opponent you gave two cards to does not win the game from card advantage. Ask this, do you at least run top up? Yeah, I do. You run top up in the deck? Yeah, yeah, I run top up in the deck. But oh. because. No, but because this deck right is meant to be a low power deck, so it has no tutors at all. But it has draw spells, obviously. Draw X spells. I mean, fair enough. The card, I know you build it, and you quite enjoy piloting the deck. I know you're very proud of it, so I can see that you really is your your new pet card of reason. Yeah, you're just the, constantly the, the tuning no, it. Yeah, the no tutor, the no tutor challenge was a uh, was pretty hard actually because you're playing Grixis, but you can't draw a tutor. Play black. Play black but cannot tutor. Why am I playing black for? Uh, hey, I'm playing. I'm playing this in a low powered group. Technically speaking, <sighs> you know when you actually read the ability line, the ETB ability, I and you got to the target opponent draw two cards. I legitimately shifted. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the opponent could be you. <laughs> Have you thought about that, Mitch? Hmm? 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 Yeah. Why do you assume I'm not going to give you the two cards? Wow, damn. Because I. That mouth your lot of treasure on that much. Just don't want to give you the cards. <laughs> no, all the more reason to prove you wrong and g- donate you the two cards. Wow, damn shit. Well, wow, they just draw him over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, since you want to give me the card so much, uh, why don't you give it to me again? Then you kill it. <laughs> wow. That's that's what the regenerate is pretty good on him, technically speaking. So what's the plow share buff to exile fake one? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Not before I sack it. Fair enough. Hmm. So, I give you guys, uh, I will give you guys, the listeners, a bonus. So, my bonus card is a colorless card. So, I hit every color, might as well I hit the colorless card. No, my... Yes, no, it's not. It's, uh, it's a creature. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. 
10 mana creature. Ah. <laughs> is Ulamok the ceaseless hunger. It's a 10 generic. Legendary creature Eldrazi. When you cast Ulamok the ceaseless hunger, exile 2 target permanent. It's indestructible. When, whenever Ulamok attacks, defending player exiles the top 20 cards of his or her library and 10 10. It's a 10 10. I was... For a point of time, I was known in by LGS in with my group as the Eldrazi boy because I love Eldrazi, and it's not like oh I like the Eldrazi card type where I make Eldrazi decks. No, I like to cast specifically Ulamok and Cozy like because to me Ulamok is two things. It's a uh, it has answer the table, and it is a threat on its own. So it's very flexible in my mind. To me, wow, this card is so flexible. It's a threat and it removes. And then Cozy Like to me is, wow, this card is so flexible because it draws and it's a threat. So, again, nowadays, I can't really fit Ulama. It doesn't fit my... The decks that I used to play. That I use, I play now. Everywhere. But yes, yeah, like what Jonathan said, it used to be everywhere back then. If you're seeing me play green or white, like green-white, or just green X, you should expect the high end is Ulama. It's either this or the other Ulama, but it will be there. So... With that said, as you, that's not our pet cards. Those are what we consider pet cards and what we consider fun. And the last thing I really want to talk about is because they will be printing cards that uh, Melissa says that it will be for the fun and for the casual side. Now, what we have is a wish list, we could say, a future print wishes, what we want to see and what we think are fun. Obviously, like I said at the start of the uh, podcast is that fun is very subjective. What you guys' uh, idea of fun may differ from us. Clearly, our own idea of fun is different from between the three of us. It's already so different. Exactly. Really. Yeah. This is so this. Yeah. This podcast, this episode specifically, I want it to show as an example to people see. Wow, you know, the idea of fun is different. But I would like to say before we go and continue is that please respect the fun of other people as well. If a cut you deem fun and your whole group you play with especially, Beam is like very uncomfortable, not fun to play with, please do consider because what you say fun may not be fun for others. With that said, so John, what is the first thing that you wish they wait, print wait, or reprint? Before he goes into that, mm-hmm. how can you say that? And yes. then 90% of the time, the play you make is so that I will have less fun. That's because it's only you. Like, there's four people. If only you are not having fun, <laughs> something I can deal with. God damn, you're Daryl V. <laughs> I mean, just damn it. I I can I can deal with one person in the table now. But you hey, to be fair, you're just not happy I gain advantage. How can I not gain advantage? Oh might as well just don't play magic if you 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 just gotta be unhappy with everything I play. No, that's not what I mean. I mean you are the reason I don't play Hero. <laughs> but it's the correct line of play. You have to admit it is the correct line of play. I am just doing correct plays. I will counter the spell because Countering your spell is also putting you in a big disadvantage. It is the correct line of play. I should be doing that. Why are you blaming me for making the right play? You're a competitive player. You should be supporting my line of play. Oh, you let the ram spell go through and you just counter the big spell that they're going to cast next. No, Isia. <laughs> God damn it. Can we move on? <laughs> no, no, no. You must think of it this way, Isia. I will pros- I propose you this theory. If you, you, you ram, right? So that you have more mana. You can play the big spell, but and then you counter the big spell, but they can play another big spell. But if you counter their ram, they don't even get to play the big spell. Uh, see, big brain. 
So if they have two big spells in their hand, they are both stuck. Instead of you counter one and they play the second one. Uh, uh, have you thought about that? Hmm? Mister, I destroy your soul ring with the... What's the stupid card? The one that destroyed target creature, uh, artifact enchantment that you put a land into play. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you think I don't... You think I forget you did that to my talisman multiple times, you bitch. <laughs> uh, you don't... You it's might right. lie, huh? <laughs> Damn. The expose. I remember. Let's not go on a tangent. The, rec- the recording has been very long. So Jordan, let's go. Next. What do you wish to be printed or reprinted? What I wish for cards that touch my deck to be printed more well, often. You mean like tutors? Uh, more, not rather tutors, more of the fact like intuition kind of stuff, fact of fiction kind of stuff, but with more drawbacks are basically not too overpowered. God damn it, can you just say tutors? Just say tutors. Let's be real. You're not here to anticipate, you know, all this. You want tutors, Jonathan. <laughs> you, you want more tutors in the colors that don't have good tutors. You want it like, in red, um, I like know. Red, like red. <coughs> like red. Oh, oh. Red's, need, red's need tutor, man. Oh my god. Just spring gamble without the drawback. Let's go. <laughs> oh, please. God damn it, please. Let's just print a demonic tutor, but just better. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Shit. No, yeah, I, you I know what? Really... I'll concede. You can discard one card first. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Well, then you can, I can set up my graveyard and tutor. Amazing. Amazing. Why not set up for my Razakath play with just one card? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, I think my answers for this uh category is pretty uh broad because it goes the same for the, except maybe the last two, which is different. You just no, want I, more tutors, ah, for your first for the first thing you want is you want more tutors essentially yes. in those colors. I think I think we need more tutors in the game. Hot takes. I was hoping that we don't get any hot takes, but <laughs> you can't avoid you can't avoid the hot takes. The hot takes find you. To be fair, a lot of uh, I know this is not uh the reason it's a hot take. I know in the CEDH, especially the Reddit, and a lot of CEDH player content creator, they not say dislike tutors, but they will prefer to have less tutor. But again. To us, consistency is very fun. And what is consistent in EDH tutors? <laughs> okay, what about you, Mitch? What do what is your wish? Your first wish? If Melissa Tete can give you. Well, uh, just print Darkside Extortionist at $5. I mean, uh, at common. So that it's thanks below $5. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, Jonathan, you can skip your one of your points as well. Somebody yes. else said it. Yes, because I Dockside. Oh, please! I just reprint Dockside. My God, I we we I need a copy. I need a few copies of this. Should have listened to me and when I asked you to buy it at thirty dollars. Uh... <laughs> There's not much to say. I I have nothing to say to that. I just think yeah, I agree. They should reprint Dockside. But is Dockside, Mitch? Is Dockside a casual cut to you? Uh, if I say yes, will Melissa Ditora print Dockside at common? Okay, so for my wishes, right? My first wish is that I would like more mechanics like Monarch. So I, I, I really personally like the Monarch mechanic. So the Monarch mechanic is essentially you become the Monarch at the end step, you draw a card. When you receive combat damage, whoever deals the combat damage to you will, gain, will become the Monarch next. So I like Monarch in general because it changes the dynamic of the game. It changes, like, no now people are no longer just sitting down passively using their, like, you know, playing creatures that is just utility creature, they will be, they are more willing to use this utility creature to attack trade, you know, to gain the monarch. And it supports those combat uh, oriented deck when, let's be very real, EDH is a 40 life format. 
uh, it is not that balanced for com- uh, aggro deck. So, mm. the, the most easiest way if you want to win is going to be through a combo or like a big burst of damage. So, Monarch facilitate a combat style deck. It rewards you for playing one. Playing one and most important, it allows stable interaction where you go like, hey, let me attack eh. I, I draw the card or say, hey, I tell you what, I have all, I let me, let me attack you with all my creatures that you can attack me. So it allows table politics and it's not like toxic table politics. It makes the game even more uh, interesting in my opinion. It's more interactive between the players, not just the cards itself because it's like a permanent mechanic in the game now. So I like the Monarch mechanic. I hope they reprint more of it. So, uh, John, what's your next card that you wish for? I don't really have cards because I, I saw the question as types of cards. Oh, so yes, next... type of cards. Sorry, what's your next card? What's the, your next type of card? Oh, touch my graveyard kind of cards. More reanimator. Could be reanimator or it could be something of like a powered down version of the Eldrazi's uh, abilities. Like maybe, you know, pay five mana or something and shuffle. Randomly Just... choose a few cards from your graveyard and put it in and shuffle it into your, gra- into your library or something. Like. So, my, so my Giro can no longer play the Eldrazi anymore and my Adnos don't do 10 damage to me. <laughs> Pretty much that is what I'm going for. Damn. Technically, yeah. they do. They always have like those 1 mana, 2 mana, like shuffle 4 cards in kind yes, of but it's, oh, but it's damn shit. I need better ones. So you basically, you want the cake and you also want to eat it. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't mind a smaller portion of the cake. But I want to eat the cake. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing to say to this. I think it's okay. Basically, just asking for elixir immortality. Oh, do you know that elixir is not cheap, by the way? Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, it's not cheap because it hasn't been repeated in quite a while. I believe mean, it's hitting five dollar above five dollar already for a common oh slash uncommon. Magic is an expensive format. Screw that. So, Mitch, what's your next card? Uh, I oh, would actually really like. Um, even though I'm not a stacks player, I do want more stacks pieces in the format. Mm-hmm. Uh, or hate cards in general. I would like. Since Hub Breacher is banned, just change the name. I don't know, Dog Breacher, and just <laughs> it's just exactly the same card. Just give me, give me more Hub Breacher. Just, just reprint it until the rules control can't ban it anymore, and just give up. <laughs> Lisa, if you're hearing this, come on, you know what to do. Give me, release my boy. Give, give me another version. He did nothing wrong. He, he did not sin. Wow. But in all honesty, I do want more hit cards printed because I feel that it's important to have. To encourage players to actually pack interaction rather than, oh, I guess I'm just going to let everyone else deal with this shit. Like, uh, one of my favorite cards printed in recent memory is probably Brandif Magistrate, even though I hate seeing the card. <laughs> wow, it's so oppressive. Yes, it's, it's incredibly oppressive. But if you really think about it, it's actually not that bad. It dies to almost everything. It's on a creature, easy to remove. All you have to do is just pack interaction. It punishes people for being greedy and not packing interaction. I, I, I like that mentality. And it doesn't just like, oh, I'm just going to sit down and do nothing. It, yeah, forces, not, you, it yeah. forces you to react. It's not like an end, end game kind of lock kind of thing. Mm. I, just I forces like your deck building options, pretty much. Yeah, um, I believe some versions of the CDH Godolis run Lightning Bolt just to get rid of the Dreaded Magistrate because it just hoses the deck. Otherwise, the deck could just be greedy as hell and just run nothing but pass mana. <laughs> oh, yes. And the decks that I play that have Dranith Magistrate, when I play against Mage, I do try to mulligan for the Dranith Magistrate. I mean, it because 
it's it's a CDH, but it, it allows to have this mentality. You see, like a simple game of checkers before the game start. So mm. if Mitch like know the guy runs Genev Magistrate, he may have to decide to make a decision on I have to mulligan more aggressively for a remover just in case he get the Genev Magistrate. And the Genev Magistrate guy gonna think, oh, he's playing Godot. I need to mulligan more fiercely for the Genev Magistrate. So there's like a layer of four D chess, if you will. But to hop on to your topic of stacks pieces, I also have uh the exact same one of the exact same point. So for me is I would like more cards that is like stranglehold. So stranglehold is different. It's uh it's a stacks piece. Obviously it is a stacks piece in red. What I like about stranglehold is it forces people to in a sense fa- play fair magic. As someone who likes casting his capture of Tinto, uh casting the Nexus of Fate. I know what it's like to cast time magic and have time magic cast on me. It's very, very annoying. And the fact that it hits tutor as well, it's amazing. It causes people that place expensive cards that has expensive cards in their deck to suffer a little bit. And it does not affect the majority, in my opinion. You're not going to see little Kimi die get affected by the stranglehold. It only punishes certain people. And... Mitch want more punishment for card draw. I want more punishment for tutoring. I want more, uh, what's it called? Opposition agent type of ability. Punishes whoa, people whoa, whoa. for tutoring. Like, I feel that is fair. La. If you're going to give us better tutors, it's only right you also must give us the counterplay for better tutors. Uh, in general, if you're going to give us tutors, I want, that, I want to be able to counterplay. I don't like people taking things for free. Like, oh, okay, la, I can run tutor with no regards. Now, even with one black, our producer son always have to respect I have opposition agent because I have <laughs> one black type dark ritual and opposition agent him before. Damn. So, he, he can no longer like... remember that. Never forget. Yes. Hey. <laughs> yes, F indeed. Yes. What? Is that opposition on the field? Oops. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I, I like it. I, I like that it can punish this type of people. Like, it forwards, it makes the game more interesting. I like interactive magic. So, what about you, Jonathan? you have any more? Uh, nothing much. Maybe the other things is to print more uh, tiring tiring cards like uh, Gitrop and Zada, probably. Just more so you know, I have a chance to weave even more. I-, I want more commander that does nothing. Oh, damn. You don't want to call, call me out like that. <laughs> Getting a heart boner. <laughs> yes. The struggle is real. If I struggle <laughs> so much, all, my other, all the other players on the, on the table so what about you, Mitch? What is your other thing on your wish list? Um, I actually want them to do more uh, commander-centric cards. Uh, commander-centric mechanics. So something similar to their Lieutenant ability or the free spell series. Um, mm, yes. Fierce Guardianship and all yeah. that. Um, I, 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 do just want I, them... I do one more free counter spell in the meta. It's very fun. Well, no, I don't <laughs> mean that one specifically. <laughs> but just... It doesn't have to be free. But it can be... Something that benefits you from having your commander out or consistently having it out. So it can be something along the lines of you know how Infernal Tutor has Hellbent? Mm, yes. So instead of that, it's like a, if your commander is out, you can look for anything you want. Uh, so basically, think of it as the Hellbent mechanic but replacing it with the commander in play, you get like a bonus. If not, you get like a shittier version lah, essentially. Yeah, something like that. Mm, yeah. I mean, to be fair, right now what they have is uh, what's it called? The counter spell is fierce guardianship is 
basically it's a three mana negate if you do not have your commander and if you have your commander it's a free negate. So I can see in the line I I would agree something like the I, a good card would be like a six mana uh cryptic command, but if you have your commander it's a free cryptic command. Don't you think that's such a great game design? I don't like uh getting it for free just because just because you have your commander out. But the effect getting better because your commander is there. Because it, you can actually have people, you cast the card on the stack, you get rid of the commander because you don't want them to have the full effect. But mm. you still have an effect. Mm. So like, it, joke, jokes aside, I think that's a very good card, uh, card design. No, but yeah, it, <laughs> it just needs to... I, I feel like people just have a commander and then a deck built around the commander, but nothing really... It's not always... Uh, you're not always benefited from having your commander out. So I just want there to be more reason to cast a commander. And, you know, I want the uh, certain players mm. who leave their men in the chair in the command zone for the whole game. Or, or, like, or, or people <laughs> who play Eminence to just fuck off, right? Yes. Uh, how time has changed. The design, back then when we EDH first started, that no one even think of such a card. Now people want such a card. So since Jordan has given a hot take, I will give my own hot take. Yeah, boy. I personally would like to see more partners. Now, now before you all take out your pitchforks and everything and come to me, I personally feel the partners, especially the one that is from the Commander Legend, are very well designed. They are strong and powerful, but they are not generically powerful and just flat out strong, like uh, Timna and Tresios and Chrome. Why I like the partner me- uh, mechanic is it's very creative. It, it, it promotes creativity in a non-CEDH meta. Let's be real. CEDH are always going to play the best version. So by having more commander increases the chance of a broken commander coming out. That is something we cannot be. You cannot help. Mm. It's bound to happen. But in a casual format, like the one normal EDH we play, it will create more diversity. Like recently, I've been brewing uh, Abzan list. Again, one of the commander, not very exciting, is Timna. But I was thinking of running the other one, is Kamal. So I want to make like a tokens S deck. So the commander fit, both fit the deck I want. Kamal gives me an anthem. Let me push through with my token. And Timna will be early card draw, which I can use my 1-1 Spirit Flyer, poke people and draw cards. So by having more of this type of card, I feel it will be self-growing and self-sustainable in the future. Because half the commanders are always there, the partners. You put more and more partners coming in, there will, people will keep mix, mix and match, mix and match, mix and match. So a card that may be useless now, let's say, for example, we throw uh, the other teamic partner, I can't remember the name at the top of my head, may not be useful now. But maybe two years down the road, another partner suddenly make, wow, this card is suddenly useful. It works so well with this commander. So right now, a partner may be useless, but if it's always... Uh, supported eventually it's not going to be useless it's the same theory with Yu-Gi-Oh cards uh, one archetype can be useless but all they need is to print one two cards suddenly the archetype meta and that's what I want like a partner can be useless now maybe after a different partner is printed it's already a great commander that's what I want so I do like the partner mechanic a bit controversial I know but mm. I believe you have no more right Jonathan no, I'm yeah. I'm done basically. Because you tom- you tompang the what's it called? <laughs> the stupid goblin on Mitch. Yes. Goblin. Dockside. Woo. Five dollars, let's go guys. 
Melissa, please. If you at least two people here are begging for it. Yes. Let's make it to the moon, eh? The reverse moon. <laughs> All you have to do is instead of the landslot, it's just dark side. <laughs> Calm down there. Calm down. Talk about your last point that I think you need to take your medicine for the night. <laughs> but I have to say, uh, I actually agree with you on the partner thing. But I mm. would rather they do it the way that they're doing it with uh, the Stranger Things secret lab. I don't yeah. want that to be a massive pool of partners for people to just break and then it's just super good. And it kind of inhibits design space, I guess, because you have to balance around a massive, massive group of partners. I guess I guess that's the other side of my coin. Because for me, the way I'm thinking is that a partner, because right now there is always there is the few partners that are just really useless. No one's gonna use them. But it, it feels very wasted, you see, because I just want like maybe they reprint like one, two partner and then suddenly, oh, suddenly this partner can go well with this partner and suddenly it's very useful kind of situation. So that that's why I want lah. Uh I know balancing partner, like what you say, is gonna is a fucking nightmare, it's damn hard. And the secret lab partner the secret lab partner, sorry, the strangest thing partner, uh mm. we'll talk about it another time. It's actually a bit more balanced in that sense. Yes, because of the their special u- utility uh, kind of Yeah, partner. so it's like five people, like among these five you can mix and match. But for me, because like I say, I like I'm, I like everything. I like to have all. I'm greedy that way. So I like to have just very generic partners so I can just mix and match. Maybe, you know, I feel like mm. making a very annoying commander. So these two partners combine together very annoying. I like to play a advantage commander. So these are advantage, you know. So it can, anytime, whenever I feel like making a deck, partner is always there for me. But then, Wizards might have to ban their own card when they eventually take over the RC. <laughs> I mean, Melissa is step one, isn't it? Yes. Well, so we have Mitch, a design team. Suddenly, <laughs> we have a commander balance team. Let's go. So Mitch, what's your last one? Uh, It's actually not really a request for mm. them to do something, but for them to not do something. I don't want them to do the moral phone ideas. Uh, basically, the catch-all ideas of, uh, I'm sick of you fuckers asking for this over and over again. Let's just do this that covers everything. Ha. By the way, Mish, what is Morophon? Is it the best elf commander? Well, or I is think it the best zombie commander. Really, man? I thought it was uh, the best dragon commander. I could be wrong. Or was it the best unicorn commander? I'm not very sure. Best salamander commander. <laughs> Stupid creature type. <laughs> <laughs> Salamander tribal in 2030. Mark my words. But yeah, Mish, please continue. I mean, it's not just Morophon. There are other cards which are also guilty of it, but I just couldn't think of them offhand. Whenever they do this, it just... It's like a cop-out. Yeah, it's a massive cop-out and it's just very generically good. Like Morophon is just very generically good. Why? Why would you run... You need a good reason to not run Morophon as a commander if it's just as a power level thing. I want to be unique. Yeah, like, wh- why do you really want to run, I don't know, um, let's say for dragons, why do you really want to run a dragon over Morophon? You need to have a reason why you want to do it. Or Scion, you also need a reason why you want to do it. it it's so stupid. Like, picky backing on your point, it's so stupid that I made, I finally finished my Dinosaur Tribal with Morophon. The deck is so much more powerful than having Gisaf on the helm. Morophon is so much better. Because Gisaf costs 3 mana. My god, that is so good. It, it shouldn't be the case. It shouldn't be a point where 
Morophon is better than the commanders make for the tribe. It should never be the case. It, it's not it, even... The, I assume the deck doesn't even use all five colors, right? The dinosaur? Uh, yeah. I actually have it beside me right now. I think I only have a very small amount of non-red-green commanders. No, non-red-green dinosaur. But the problem is, right, because how Morophon is considered all five colors as well, mm. I can play those... Uh, what is it called? Tribal support card that is not uh, Naya colors. Like Reflection of Lijara, uh, and what's the black one called? The one uh, that the, the, changeling, the changeling spells, basically. Yeah, the Kindred Dominance. All these that the red, the Naya deck does not have access, suddenly have access with it in Morophon. Because, you know, the card is just that powerful. And because Morophon is all colors, so even the random support card that is dinosaur that is not meant to be in a dinosaur deck that will be strong in a dinosaur deck, I can play. Like Keruga, the Macro Sage, is a dinosaur hippo, you know. Like the you know the the muted the mutate cuts from the uh from the set, they are mostly uh they are mostly dinosaurs as well. So all this reduced by the Morophon's ability. Some of them only cost like two mana, one mana. Some even is free. The the Naya one, the, not Naya, sorry, the Jeskai one is free essentially. It costs nothing to play because it only has colored pips and Morophon reduced color pips. That's how good it is. The fact that it's five color is utter nonsense. Uh. Let's be very real. <laughs> it is a general catch-all. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big cop-out. I agree with you. It's a massive cop-out. It's, it's just a jack of all trades, basically. A wild color, if you will. Uh, actually, I just remembered what I was going to talk about. Uh, Kenrith also. Ken, uh, the King oh. Kenrith? Yeah, yeah. Also yeah. another. It's just a blanket. Gener- generically good 5C yeah mm. the ability is not even that interesting it's so annoying what does blue do draw cards everything is- in that particular card is just what does that particular color do I guess it will just do that but green rams why doesn't the green ability let me search for lands I guess it's just meant to work with itself oh I have infinite mana I guess I'm just going to draw my whole fucking deck <laughs> I'm going to cast some creatures give them all haste and, and infinite it's the ultimate uh, infinite mana outlet isn't it and because it's 5 color it's very easy for you to set up your infinite mana yeah, it's just a massive cop out it's why why have a very specifically design card and make it fun but that's what the what's, that's what the team is for anyway I believe I hope uh, Melissa's team will not give us this type of card because really I find them unfun and I'm still gonna bash it even though it's in this has been banned. Golos is definitely a design mistake. I hope they recognize that. That it was banned by the RC. I, I my stand for the RC is still positive. I still believe in the RC. And I hope she you know they see that the RC shouldn't like they ban Golos and then because of that they don't reprint Golos. It's all like a different type of Golos. It's just ugh. Well, Golos was a mistake for multiple reasons. <laughs> and for me, the last one. I want to say is not a wish of new type of cards. What I want is reprints. And what I want them to reprint... But... No, it's not Dockside. I'll be very frank. You can live without Dockside. Let's be real here, guys. Come on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this guy is speaking the language of the gods. I do not understand him. <laughs> okay, so what I have to say is the card that I want to be reprinted are the cards that every deck must play. Every deck must run. And that, those are lands. I want lands to always be cheap or in the sense I want 
perfect mana base to be cheap. I mean, you don't have to reprint the dual lands or even the shock lands to make near perfect mana base cheap. The pain lands, especially, you know, mana confluence, uh, the orchid, forbidden orchid, and all this. I want them to be reprinted more accessible. Uh, what's the city of brass? I want to have more of this card where I don't want people to have lands are expensive. Having a perfect mana base is expensive. To be a reason for them not to play a commander. I don't want little Kimi here who sees that, oh, this four-color commander is amazing. But then he sees to cast the commander or to play the, the cards, you need a hundreds and thousands dollars worth of mana for the land base. I don't want that to happen. I want lands to always be affordable. And I want people to always be able to make near-perfect mana bases so everyone can play whatever they want. That's, that's my wish. So I hope that's what they do. They create more lands that is easy, cheap, and accessible to the public. So don't give me all these tap dual lands kind of rubbish. Those can just go die in the dish. Those are not lands. Give me the good shit. Yes, give me the good shit. You know, like the battle bond lands. Mm. Wow. Oh, that one, the design really. I think the design for the battle bond land. Those were good. Yeah, French case. Amazing design. You know what they could do? They could just reprint the duels at common. Okay, but with that said, guys, okay, I hope the, it's a very long episode. I hope you guys are... Oh, our episodes are long. Well, today's a bit longer than usual. I'm yeah. sorry, producer son. You're gonna have, you got a bit of work cut out for you for editing this one. So, I hope everyone enjoy listening to us. I hope you guys have a good day. Uh, always keep in mind, fun is very susceptible. Uh, different to different, it's different from people to people. Okay, don't force your idea of fun onto others. And also, don't let other people force their idea of fun to you. So, and I hope Melissa's team, I believe in them. I know what they are doing. I believe they know what they are doing. They're going to come up with a lot of amazing cuts. And we can look forward into seeing those cuts in the near future for us to play. I'm, uh, fun is resolving Scrambleverse six times. Whoa, sorry, you, you cast the Scrambleverse, it resolves like scoop already. <laughs> you don't need to resolve it six I'll, times. I resolve, I resolve my seat at the table and just go home. <laughs> Resolve, go home, scoop, you win. Clearly, you are superior to me. <laughs> but with that said, I hope you like the video. Leave any comments you have down in the description below. Our social media links, everything is down there. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to us for another night. With that said, see you guys next week. This is Hansel. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Dun, dun, dun.